Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Of Tarkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, yep, and Isaac. I'm an empathy engine. <laughs> Already, Just and we right we off. still have we still have a guest from a segment you haven't heard yet. <laughs> We're recording so much out of order, and I love it, and Jake told me he hates it more than anything when podcasts record out of order. I guess it's just because our show has so many like bits that we keep carrying over, but so sometimes we have like sometimes. callbacks to to things that haven't happened yet, I know, which is this is one of those times, yeah, we have a it's guest really funny who's going to show up and talk about it's like arrested development guys. You have to watch it, like, we have to listen back. This is kind of Bold our season words, four, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you see all those references to Buster losing his hand, like, before it actually happens. Yeah, if you Good listen point. to our podcast for a second time, you're just going to catch so many things you didn't notice oh, the first time. We are at least as good as Arrested Development, for sure. This is the worst way to start out this episode, So we have we have introduced her before in a segment to come, but let's introduce her again. We have Jasmine here with us, a Hi. fan of the show. Fan of the show, Jasmine, you are part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, <laughs> and the only thing you wanted, like, you met, you, you met, ja- you met Ma- Jake at the hospital last this week. Is one That's right, yeah, we were just kind of like bunkmates. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Name the disease, describe the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> and include the mood. So, anyway, Jasmine's here, because she was talking about The Force Unleashed, which you'll get to at which some point. Which is a bad episode. And- we're talking specifically about Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Even more specifically, we're talking about the video game slash book slash soundtrack slash slash comic slash, slash film. Slash um, film. <laughs> it's like a fashion film. Shadows <laughs> of the Empire. Yes, this is video game month. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're we in not video game month. We introduced this very well. No. We never do anything well, but this particularly right. so. I'm very bad at the intro. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, No, I'm it's, it's just honest. So we're in video game month. Um, where we're going to talk about video games for a month. Ooh. We're deep in the throes. <laughs> deep in the throes. <laughs> First episode of video game. We're month. through. Great. We're talking about video games. Um, and to start off, we thought we'd talk about Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, buddy. However, we do have a few things we need to get through at the top of the a little episode. Bit of housekeeping, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, house cleaning. Keeping. Hey, my house, house is flipping. dirty. Well, uh, I actually I did not hear a word you said. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Okay. <laughs> So what did, what did, I already forget what we need to talk about. What are we talking Guys, about? So we have um as always we typically have a bit of housekeeping up top, which is just a it's a cool thing that a lot of podcasts say that I think that we should <laughs> say at the top of all. Should it be our pod keeping? We have a little bit of pod keeping. Okay. What's up? Pod grooming. It's something cool. that is even better. Pod grooming. Groom your pod. Pod grooming. Boy, I don't We got like pod it. grooming. It's stuck now. We're stuck in pod grooming. We're Something stuck. about the phrasing. We ended at pod grooming, and that's it. That's cool. We are deep in the throes of the first gear of pod grooming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's groom this pod. <laughs> oh, what? It's becoming a tradition, but I have something to apologize for at the top of this episode. <laughs> Jake's apology corner. Play the music. <laughs> Riley's thing is like profusely mentioning KOTOR 2 and my thing is becoming having to apologize for like some kind of hot take or yeah, if you didn't say these terrible things at the first place you wouldn't have to apologize <laughs> you know it's it is like it is a lesson in don't be quick to have a hot take we make fun of hot takes so much on our show and then the irony <laughs> then of me <laughs> having to walk back this like really spicy opinion I threw out there it's not really I basically I have 
to personally and professionally apologize. You you professionally. Me personally, me professionally, as a podcaster (laughs) who does the news. Gun rape. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to I have to apologize (laughs) to writer Chuck Wendig. I tried to read a little bit of Aftermath like earlier in the year. At Celebration, in fact. We were in line for the Cantina panel, I think. Wow. Good memory. I had just bought this book. I wanted to read a Star Wars book while we were there, and I just didn't like it, and so I I have gone so far as to call him, and I hesitate to even say it, Suck Wendy. <laughs> I said it on the show. And it's not funny, and I can't imagine that anybody in his life has ever said that. Super clever insult. <laughs> but I'm an idiot because I started, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try reading this series at a time when I'm not running off of two hours of sleep after going to like 18 Star Wars panels, and I'm like in my right mind. And I love Aftermath <laughs> so much. <laughs> it is like my favorite Star Wars book. And I really is that for real? I think it's yeah. Wow, I don't know if it's that's like such a huge change. (laughs) It's crazy. I don't know if it's better than like Bloodline, but it's Mm -hmm. it's everything that I want from a Star Wars book. It's so good. I like his voice quite a bit. It's it is, but not Mark Thompson's. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because I made a mistake. He does narrate the audio. You know what? I am not going to make a personal or professional apology to Mark Thompson, (laughs) enemy of the show. I'm going to say, but Chuck Wendig. You are a wonderful man who writes great books. His voice, like some of the things that were like abrasive to me at the beginning, you can tell that they are very intentional choices, like that he's making stylistically, and they really start to grow on you as a reader. It's so well paced. It feels like a movie, like just the general pacing of it. It feels like that is what he really constant. Sure. Just imagine, like, imagine that Chuck Wendig is like typing with one hand, stabbing with the other. <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. And even the throws of West Side Story, that Chuck Wendig. <laughs> Why are you saying throws so much in this episode? <laughs> he's watching football. <laughs> well, that's true. We have football on in the background, which you'll hear yeah. more about three episodes from now. <laughs> you'll you'll get my uh, college football playoff pick shortly. Um, but basically, definitely read the aftermath series. I would. I really want to do an episode on him because they're really, really great. And if you're a fan of these of star wars who's disappointed in the lack of world building in the new movies these books are so good at that there's so much all the little details that felt missing from the force wagons and we're on record as as loving that movie this felt it feels good enough that this could have been the like backbone of of episode seven if they just wanted to do episode seven and make it more of an actual follow-up to Return of the like Jedi. Or the Ring style director's cut of Force Awakens. It no, not even that, but like if they just wanted to be like boy, where do we go, and how do we make episode seven? What's episode seven going to be? It could have very easily just been this, and it would have been excellent, and would have probably brought... I need to read this book now. I'm saying that the... I would say that the characters are maybe not strong enough to support, like, a that's, trilogy. Yeah, that's, that's the, the complaints thing. I heard, because... Yeah. I enjoy these characters. They're a good group when they're together as a group, but on that's their it. own, the characters, I don't... Except for Sinjir. Sinjir is so good. Sinjir's solid. I I, I don't know. Sinjir. I like I like all of them. Yeah. I guess Temin's not like a super interesting character, but Nora like, is my least favorite. But that is only because I had to hear Mark Thompson see, read. I'm, Nora's and I know voice. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I really like Nora Wexley's character, but then I was at work and that audiobook was free on Prime, so I was like, oh, I'll just I'll check it out so I can continue reading this book that I really like when I'm at work. And 
oh my goodness. Go back and listen to our Thrawn episode, or don't, because it's just me being mean again. But <laughs> Listen to the apology, then listen to the episode. <laughs> so whatever episode was after Thrawn, listen to that first, and then listen to Thrawn to get the full effect. <laughs> We should give you like a per, like a, a optimal viewing order of our podcast. <laughs> we should, the machete we said it off air. Yeah, we're like the Clone Wars TV show. We're like <laughs> we're kind of airing these out of order in which they were actually intended. So we're anyway, debut Domino Squad like right in the middle of their, their mission life. <laughs> next episode. I remember being very confused in Clone Wars. Where like I started like someone was like watch them this arc. It's season five, episode one, season three, episode six. And I was like, what? The arc? And it made perfect sense when I watched it in a row. But I was like, oh, this was just like a trilogy that aired completely out of order in different seasons. Insane. Anyway, we're I'll, so, I'll end this so apology. far away from the I'll apology. end this apology. Yeah. Chuck Wendig we need to talk. We're going to talk about Aftermath. Hey, Jake. Totally, yeah. My question is, oh, I cool. heard one of the complaints when this first came out, this trilogy, and this was before Force Awakens came out. <laughs> the big complaint was that I think people had expectations for what Journey to the Force Awakens men, and with yeah. the old EU uh, establishing like the the big three in such a in such a big way, I think people expected that. And when they got all these side characters, it didn't. It was hard to follow for them. And do you think that it helped a lot visiting this trilogy after having the knowledge of the Force Awakens? It's interesting. I guess what's what's kind of cool about this. Um, we're all being really bad about the microphones. Today. Yeah, sorry. We just need to be yeah. up more. Should have okay. got my headphones right in front of your face, um, right in front of your mouth. <laughs> What's interesting is, yeah, maybe it would have been different for me. It's really not focused, at least the first book. I think the second one is more Han and Chewie, which I've not started the second one yet. The first one, you'll get the established characters in little interludes. It starts off like Wex and Tilly is, is like, I'm sorry, Wedge. I'm, I'm getting, I'm Nora Wexley Nora. and Wedge <laughs> got messed up in my head. Um, He's a big player in the book, but he really doesn't do a ton. It is mostly about these ancillary characters i suppose if yeah if you're used to the eu and you're like okay cool they're rebooting the eu you might expect that this is han luke and leia picking up after return of the jedi and it is definitely not that no. at all you get a little bit of leia you get han like on the hollow comms it's that's about it right it's and very zero, zero luke there's one interlude with han and chewie in this one yeah. and there's like it is totally macro view this is the state of the galaxy and like it'll keep on zooming out and showing you these little snippets and then zooming in on these three characters it's very very specific in what it's doing while at the same time giving you just a ton of like expositional stuff in a, in a cool way yeah if you're expecting oh this is just like the new canon with like the new jedi academy that luke had in the old <laughs> eu so yeah. far from that yeah yeah so probably if someone were to revisit it with like tempered expectations or more redirected expectations they might have a better time reading this and the, yeah. vi the initial vitriol might have gone away a little bit plus yeah because now that you've seen the force awakens too which one thing like chuck wendig was tweeting he, he like did a blog post about the like, retrospective about aftermath he started writing aftermath he said in march 2015 this hmm. book came out in 2015, so That's he did not have really, a ton of time yeah, to write this. The sheer That's amount a big of book too, yeah, it's hmm. a big book. There's so much going on. Anyway, so I don't know what all it took to write this book. We got to get through this so apology. Far. I don't know. It's very impressive. It's very <laughs> we, good. We need to talk about it. We we need to talk about it in a full app. I think totally. It's just when you go back after seeing Force Awakens, all these little details. You're like, ooh, this is so cool. I can see how this lays the seeds. It gives greater importance to the New Order and stuff. Whereas before, you didn't even know what you were getting into. 
I'm glad you got that off your chest, the apology. It's been really bothering me. I think guys. it was because Chuck Winded liked one of your tweets on Twitter and you're but really was... afraid no, of no, no. him listening. <laughs> no, we we know that we I talked about this. Like as soon as they started reading Aftermath, I was like, Uh oh guys, I totally am into this. And it I has been apologize. a while. Yeah. But the thing is, is we haven't mentioned this, but this is the first time that we've been together recording in a month. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just like oh, itching cr- for some potting. Champing at the bit. We are Champin deep at- in the throes of anticipation. <laughs> I just don't I don't know what to do. <laughs> so the next thing we we have to do, we have Jasmine. To do how you doing over there? Oh, you haven't said much. On. Yeah, I'm I'm over here. Just, Sorry, that, that's what happens. That. Jake just starts talking and talking. I just start vamping, guys. It's like I it's like I just yeah. When go. he vapes in my face, it's really annoying. <laughs> it might be blue raspberry, but it's still disgusting. There's, I there's, start vaping right in Isaac. That might be why we don't get along so well sometimes <laughs> in the show. Our podcast just isn't long enough, so we really try to get Jake to talk as much as possible <laughs> so that episodes can be even longer. <laughs> we have to do an episode dedication. Um, this episode is dedicated to Shampoodler, and I apologize because this is probably the worst episode we've, we've ever done. We've listened to the rest of a lot of it so far. <laughs> we're doing this dedication halfway through. Yeah, we because realized, we're so bad. We at realized this. that we didn't do it, and we have to kind of jump back. So we know that the rest of this episode is bad. So Shampoodler, sorry, but thank you. He's one of our dedicated fans. He always talks to us on Twitter and makes fun of us mm-hmm. and says mean things. So we love that. <laughs> He's a real Bubs and Tug Nut, <laughs> but in a good way. We so, sound so petty, like just railing on the one detractor up from our podcast. Oh, I love it. I'm never going to stop doing it. I mean, he should come on the show and explain himself in, uh, or change his one-star review. So anyway, unfortunately, we did, like Darth Goody last episode, he didn't really get a full dedication because he had to share it with Robert, who previously had to share it with Shamrock. But this week, Shampoodler will have to share his dedication with Darth Goody, so he's really only getting half a dedication. So that will we'll have, have to, to- We'll have to figure that out. Next I don't week. know how we're going to do it, but we'll have to figure it out yeah, we'll next figure week, it out unfortunately. Next week. We also had... <laughs> we had an email! <laughs> you, did the lo- you did the loud part in the microphone. <laughs> in the- I know! <laughs> so, guys, tell your friends about us. This Please. is the only way that we are going to get any kind of notoriety, because we are... Um, I don't know if you know this. Maybe people think we're celebrities, but we are... <laughs> Definitely not. We live in Ohio. If you endured that terrible, I don't know if it was even left in, but that's terrible, like, semi-improv bit that we did. <laughs> We're not funny either, so there's no reason for anybody to listen to our show, but please tell your friends. We're not even amateur comedians trying to do a comedy podcast. No, we We're, just make no. each other laugh and just hope that's enough for other we people. We like listening to funny people say funny things, and we're like, I could probably do that, couldn't and, I? And we can't. <laughs> and we can't. But we enjoy each other's company, so we're like, well, Ish. other people will have to endure this as well. Yeah, I guess I don't like you guys that much. But, yeah. you know, we had a very nice email from guys, Robert. Robert. Aww. Now, two-time Robert. <laughs> oh, two-time Rob. Old two-time and Rob. Two-time Rob. That's his name on the show now. Two-time Rob came on the email show, and he said very nice things. He um, informed us of a disturbing fact, which is that not everybody in the world has iTunes. And we keep telling people to review us on iTunes, and 100% of the people that we've dedicated episodes to don't have iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have iTunes. Even, like, I know Shanberg's, like, she doesn't use iTunes as a podcast app. So, like, nobody listens to this on iTunes. And yet, please rate us, review us on iTunes. So, Robert did a very nice thing. He said, God, was it, Robert? I can't find this email. So, he, oh, 
Darth Goody's the one that gave us Darth Goody. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Robert screw didn't it. write back something he did. really nice. He said very nice things. He said something that actually does apply to what I was just saying. So just cut out all that stuff. He said, "How the heck am I going to edit this?" Be like, <laughs> so much harder than the RPG episode. This edit. is going to be the worst edit so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Man. So he said a very nice thing. Be like Robert. Don't be like Bob's and Dugnut. Be like Robert. He said, "You guys freaking rock." He knows that we're a family show. He doesn't he use said coarse language. <laughs> he says, "I'm going to download the iTunes podcast app again just to rate and review your show." Above and beyond. You guys deserve more recognition among the Star Wars podcast community. Hey, you know what? We agree. <laughs> you know who doesn't agree? The Star Wars podcast community. <laughs> We've been blacklisted. Star Wars podcast community, come on the show. <laughs> All of you. All 7,000 podcasts, please come on the show. We listen to other people's podcasts. Yeah. Can't they just listen to ours? And Yogi Berra say that if you want people to listen to your podcasts, they won't go to yours. He did say exactly that. <laughs> exactly. And, and then Darth Goody did this uh, did thing. Did uh, the thing? <laughs> is that all? Is that all the Robert said? Can't talk. He said a lot more things, but they're personal. They're private. So yeah, they're not appropriate to read on the air. So <laughs> we're gonna read. He wrote us a little fan fiction. He did. Which tune in for Fan Fiction Fridays? He also you'll, gave us. You'll his... hear about that later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he also gave us his list of, list of prescriptions and his social security number. It was weird that he sent us yeah. all that stuff. I'm but glad he trusts us. That's why yeah. I call him Two Time Rob. And so like, <laughs> that's why. That's why. Now, it's fine. Darth Goody. It's fine. Darth Goody. Sometimes. Sent us a thing that is very inventive because he also does not have iTunes or a way of downloading the podcast app. He was just nice, like a nice guy. And I he like sent nice us guys. via email a nice review. Mm -hmm. Why are we reading this? I don't know. To make ourselves feel better? Yeah. Exactly. I need to feel great. Isn't that enough for us? Yeah, and for you, good. the listener? Jasmine feels good. I feel good. I'm good. Judging by the amount of listeners we have, <laughs> you probably... Putting, am I putting this at the beginning? Has she been Oh, hi, yet? guys. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> We've got... We don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, our show. Oh. Bless the soul of our show. Month. It has been a month, and boy, we have waited a month before, but it's never been this bad. This is why we, we do a, the EU episodes. We We've got the yips. Okay. We need focus on our first episode, and we Darth have not had it. Goody Woo. sends us a review via email, and okay, he said, this podcast is for the New Age Star Wars fans who love the entire lore and books beyond just the movies and into the ever-growing stories. It's a nice change from the redundant weekly news stories that I hear on other podcasts. I enjoy all the clever puns. Parentheses. He's got her a... For example... And off-the-cuff structure of the show. He doesn't know that we're a scripted <laughs> This one, like, we, we we lost our cuffs. We're testing. We literally have Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, we need cuff links. We do. In the, yeah. Bad. Dot com. In short, what makes this podcast fun is Jake, Isaac, and Riley each have a certain point of view. I'm pretty sure it says Riley, Jake, and Isaac. It does not. It says Jake, well, Isaac, and Riley. Well, forget it. Don't read the review. <laughs> is that in his order of favorite hosts? I don't like it. If so, I'm be. still offended. I'm offended he didn't include me <laughs> Yeah, Darth Goody, yeah. what the heck? I mean, Why didn't you include Jasmine? Hey, Darth Goody. Why do you hate Jasmine so yeah, much? Seriously. She's on the show. <laughs> not ranked. I don't even want to read the rest of the review. Which no, says, please read it. <laughs> have a certain point of view and are some chill bros I'd like to have a beer with and talk about some Star Wars. Darth Goody, if you're ever in Columbus, Ohio, please come on the show and we'll have a beer and we'll do the podcast together. I don't drink beer, 
but I will have some. I whiskey. also don't really drink beer, but we'll have some whiskey. And we'll do the well, I'm the bumpkin, and I love beer. Yeah, I'll drink beer. <laughs> okay, good. there you go, guys. More for the you guys. More for the you guys. More for the you guys. So, are we done with that intro? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, shadows, shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So now we're going to talk about Shadows of the Empire. Slash my college football playoff picks. If now that there are Alabama, okay. two Ohio State, three Washington, four Oklahoma State. All right, we got the college football picks in. Championship game, Alabama, Ohio State, champion right. Ohio State. Okay, now we got the picks yeah. in. I think oh. people know that we If you want to hit Ohio me up on point. Twitter, yeah. I'll give you the entire football bowl subdivision. Quite a homer here, Ohio State winning, just because you live in Ohio. Yeah, okay. basically. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> Shadows of the Empire. Now this Shadows was, of the Empire. This was Jake's idea. He wants hey. to talk about Shadows of the Empire because he loved the game. You said it in a like a boy. Really accusatory way. Well, am I wrong? <laughs> it was your idea. Stop yelling at me! <laughs> okay. It's funny how you're playing a game like that when you're not playing a game like the yellow door sill. <laughs> <laughs> what if I cut out the bit but leave that in? <laughs> so we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Now, now, after Jake started playing through it, I think we collectively realized there's maybe not a ton to say about this game. Not a full episode's worth, so that's why our intro was like 45 minutes long. This is long. definitely like... We need to let Jasmine talk more when we talk about We need about to call Shadows the Megalith Foundation and figure out why they allowed this person. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, wait, did I say that on the... Before something I don't remember, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Shadows of the Empire is a really interesting game. It's not like mechanically... I don't think it holds up good. Well. Specifically, we're talking about the N64 version of Shadows of the Empire. But Shadows of the Empire was a multimedia like explosion from Lucasfilm. It came out in 96. This is pre-special editions. Ooh, and what a good time. In some people's eyes. It is a good time. Shadows of the Empire, the game in particular, comes at a point. It's one of the few Star Wars games you could reasonably call like an important game. In the Star Wars pantheon, because because it was pre-spell spell <laughs> special edition. What? Um, this was one of the main things that started to bring Star Wars back into the consciousness of everybody. This N sixty four game. There was a book, there was a soundtrack, there were trading cards, there were comics, and there was a video game. And this was not a, quite a launch game for the N64, but the N64 launched in September, and this game came out in December. So, like, after people played the only two games that were out, which was Pilot Super Wings Mario and Super Mario, yeah. this was, like, the only thing left. So many people who wouldn't even normally, like, buy a Star Wars game got this game and have very fond memories of it. It's like the U2 album that was uh, came with uh, iPods and iPhones. It's the it's best like that, U2 album. Sure. It's like that Radiohead album that they left in a bath. Oh, it is Nine Inch Nails. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody left a nail in a bathroom? Someone left the, uh, they, who's the dude Nine Inch Nails? Trent Reznor. He left, like, at one of their concerts, he left a a little, uh, like a USB USB drive of their next album in a bathroom, and someone found it and uploaded it. That's what he wanted. What if somebody was like, this is just a weird USB stick, I should throw it away so I don't get a virus on my computer? That's what I would, no, I I would check it out. (laughs) What if someone was like, I would check it out. This sounds like someone who tried to do a Nine Inch Nails style album. (laughs) <laughs> and it's good, true. not great. Yeah, like, what if it wasn't that good? And they were like, well, "This clearly isn't them." Well, it was a Nine Inch Nails album, so. Hey yo, hey yo. Um, Trent Reznor, come on the show. Sure. I'm gonna say, when combined with Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor, a fantastic hey. artist, when hey combined yo. with the band with Nine himself, Inch Nails, more like head like a holy wow. Head like a holy. All right. Um, 
Well, this episode, we should just probably start over at this yeah, point. done. Cow, you do it to yourself. Start over you the do. podcast. And that's what really hurts. No. Phantom Menace. You do yeah, it to yourself. Is, yeah. Okay, this is episode zero, everybody. My name is Jake. <laughs> I am sick all the time. Speaking of Peter Cushing. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has listened to that episode. <laughs> this episode is unlistenable. It makes no sense we're talking about. We're talking about Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. So, Jasmine. Did you have, play this game? I never played the game. I don't game. know how old you are. I don't know what your like demographic is of like when She's you started 42. playing. She's oh, yep, forty-two. You I, look very young I'm for 42. forty-two. You hold it well. I'm technically a '90s kid, so you can assume whatever. But I don't <laughs> no, want. Yeah. I'm going to assume that you're like the worst then. Yeah, I apparently am. '90s kids are assumed, even though I'm we so all bad. are killing I'm restaurant horrible. chains and golf mm-hmm. and napkins and towels. <laughs> I I completely forgot that this thing. Existed. By the way, like, we have yeah. a friend of a show also on, on the table right here, which is um, a <laughs> toy that I bought. The talisman that you brought along of, to... I brought a little... This is my totem from Inception. Let me know that I'm in reality. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm holding my boxed Dash Rendar action figure... Which I will know. also be on Instagram. <laughs> I will. I can't believe you're one of those nerds who keeps it in a box. I literally just like found it at... Hey, guys, friend of the show, Half Price Books. They started to sell like old Star Wars toys, and they had it, and it was like, for like $3, so I just bought it because we're going to be talking about it. This kind of rules. It's sweet. It's a super cool <laughs> toy with like a like cool, like shiny lenticular We'll put a picture cover. somewhere. Jasmine, I'm sorry. So you forgot about this whole uh, phenomenon. No, I completely forgot until just now that I have read this book, Oh, and nice. I loved it when I read it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it since. I'm really curious to read the book now. Man, I wish I could remember anything about that book. Well, I can tell you a lot about the story because I played the video game, and the video game, the N64 version is is kind of strange. Um, You know what? Let me zoom out. Let me like zoom out and talk about because this game. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The story to this game, this game playing it, two things kind of came to mind to me, which was one. This is, it feels like the culmination of all of the expanded universe stuff that we've read. Like, if this was the series finale, us talking about Shadow of the Empire, it would feel totally appropriate because it's just the exact kind of fan fiction-y, oh, this planet was mentioned, we gotta go here and do that. Like, it, it is the most... You get the Mary Sue character in Dash Rendar, for sure. Hey, you totally do. do they know about my fan fiction? Ooh. No. Oh, maybe we should read her fan fiction on an episode someday. Whoa. Whoa. Do you have fan fiction? I have a 300-page fan fiction. Whoa. Wait, you were holding out on us. Oh, um, it's 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 good. I wrote it when I was like 13. It's oh. got to be good. Oh. It has to be on air. We have to read it. We have to read it. Oh. Because can we also watch the YouTube video of your Star Wars rap? Stop. What? Ooh. Stop. Stop. There. Holy cow. Nope. This there. is all nope. saying it, by the way. This is book? all saying it. Nope. Did you rap your 300 page? No, she just had a rap song. This is dope. A Star oh, Wars rap. It's not dope. It's not. She's, I can see, she's like pulling up her phone. Are you going to like delete it right from your channel? I think right she's now deleting it right now. I'm going to see if I now. still have it. The Dude, rap is somewhere on YouTube. I we do need, okay. It. Is it on YouTube? Oh, yes. Oh. This fan oh, yes. fiction thing is blowing because, my mind. Okay, so I got a couple of the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan books, and I realized those books are what taught me how to write fan fiction. Oh, is that right? Oh, those books. It that, kind of feels. Oh boy. Yeah. Does it feel like this? You know. You know what this means? I mean, Jude <laughs> Law or whoever whoever wrote those books is you know. Okay, maybe he was thirteen. If you read this, then we could all also read my Phantom Menace like screenplay rewrite fan oh. fiction that I had. 
Uh, man, at this point, I wish I had written some fan fiction. It, well, it would actually work because it's like screenplay formats. We could like cycle around and <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good. This we should totally do bad fan fiction Friday or something like. We should do a bad. That like includes a, mine. We should I, do I a bad it. fiction. Bad fiction. Bad fiction. Well, I mean, it is bad fan fiction, but it's also fiction, so it's just bad fiction. So yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I was no. 13. We so. have a fellow content creator on Grandma Pocket <laughs> right now. <laughs> content creators come on the show. None of them seem to really like or support our show in any way. There's a lot of talk about supporting each other's podcasts. Yeah. Show, but nobody supports our show specifically. <laughs> That's because they've listened. I actually think it's because they have not. No. <laughs> oh, it could be. Okay. Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. So yeah, oh right. The whole thing that got us into that was this story is so just there's five planets in the original trilogy, so we have to go to all of them. And just once again, remembering that the prequel trilogy brought so much, even if you don't like those movies, just to the kinds of planets that could exist. Because before now, you could have a lava planet and you could have <laughs> or like a you know, like this like palatial like a water planet Roman style. Like mm-hmm. Naboo is a very elaborate, like different kind of thing. or a Camino, all yeah. these things that you'd not see before. In this game, it is all you're on Hoth, and then you're on Ord Mantell, and then you are on Gaul. another dust planet. You're on Gaul. That's a which new is, thing. But it's like just like dusty. It's kind of like Tatooine. More, yeah, yeah, just like Tatooine. <laughs> and then you're on literally Tatooine, yeah. and you're on many just like gray, boring interiors of like Imperial ships. So anyway, there's that aspect of it. But the other thing that it reminded me of in terms of video game month is just like People don't make these kind of games anymore. What Star Wars games kind of became, I guess it didn't have much time to progress, but with Force Unleashed is, that's very hack and slash, linear, purely action game. But this, there is, I mean, very like rudimentary, but there's like puzzle solving and there's platforming and then, oh, you're like- Vehicle sections. Vehicle sections where you're in a ship flying around. So there's all of this cool variety of stuff and it's all very, all this detail goes in it to make it feel very Star Wars-y. They don't make those kind of games really anymore. No, but I feel like they made a lot of Star Wars games like that. Like, Force Unleashed was kind of the one and only that was just hack and I guess, slash. Yeah, that's true. Like, Besides when I Lego, say that, if you count Lego. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when I say that, it's like they haven't really made any games at all after that is, yeah, that's Force true. Unleashed, yeah. other than Battlefront, which is just a shooter, which doesn't really count in my mind. I mean, I that game's fine, but... I'm excited for the new one, but... Yeah. But the new one's good. Looking. I'm, I'm ready. I am ready for a video game, a Star Wars video game, where we get a storyline, which is why I'm excited for Battlefront Two. But also, I just I want it. Isn't it weird I that want it. that just seems like the biggest no brainer on earth is to have like a story adventure Star Wars game? Their like most a, popular games have been I mean, story adventure. It's why games. I mean, like the new generation, like PS3, like up until now, like I mean, I know the whole sale and Lucas Arts going away and everything, but. Yeah, they Seems were working like the on first that, thing like, you'd 13, go after. 13, 13, but yeah. it got scrapped. Can I? <laughs> if I had to have a cynical take, I uh, mean, you must. Yes, that sounds um, like you. Thank you. <laughs> a game like Battlefront has a lot more potent, like a lot more money making potential. Oh, for sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an adventure game like has a story mode, and when you're done, I you can buy <laughs> skins, and that like I think you can buy yeah. skins in the Force Unleashed, and that's yeah. about it. I, I, so I disagree with that because what people are. I think here's what Nintendo is very smart at right now is they're like, ooh, people are very nostalgic for like the Mario 64 style Mario games. We're going to make another like open world Super Mario game that people have missed for the last few years. 
they or like also, they also going back to the very like open world nature of like Zelda games and stuff. It would be smart for they're only going to make ten copies for people. To sell right? Walmart. Yeah, yeah. I think the games would be able to find very easily, no, but true. finding a Switch would be very <laughs> impossible. But like, it would be very smart for Lucasfilm to go back to you know what people are nostalgic for are these adventure games that people from the N sixty four and GameCube, PS two, Xbox generation grew up playing because those were just the only kinds of games that there were for a long time, like that or RPGs. And it, I think a lot of it has to do with limitations of the hardware. Like you can't have a, a super of. in-depth RPG system in a Nintendo 64 game and stuff like that. Yeah, but they like my Except fear. Like I'm so excited for this whatever this Amy Hennig project is. Yeah. She was in charge of the first three really great Uncharted games, which were very much like this. They were okay. There, yeah, there's like a shooting section, but then there's like there's platforming, and then you're in this puzzle-solving dungeon, and then you're in a vehicle section. You drive a jet ski around. And, and she yeah. also nails the. Oh well, that section's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put a jet ski section in the next Star Wars game. <laughs> but like, and her just really good tone that she's able to capture of like old serial quippy kind of campy dialogue stuff. One of my statement is you disagree with because I feel like I'm agreeing with you right now. What's this now? You, you said, said you, you, disagreed. you disagreed with me completely, and I don't know what I you disagreed. Did I say that? I yeah. think he disagreed with the fact. You just disagree blindly with anything that's said. <laughs> I think he was because I thought no. about that too. Because, but I think he was it disagreeing with the direction video games are going as to not having oh, adventure games. What I was, yeah, what I was saying is like from the, yeah, yeah, that's what I was disagreeing with. Is it, it would be smart from a monetary point of view to do exactly this kind of game as opposed to a shooter game because yeah. the style of like Battlefront getting kind of passe at this point like people are a little over it and like yeah, i guess games like destiny are very popular but overwatch is very popular yeah and like splatoon all these kind of like teams for looking at me shooter games. <laughs> but like this is a thing that not a lot of people are doing and people have a lot of nostalgia for it and it's star wars so who cares if it's not like the most inherently marketable game like so many it's billions of people to. are gonna buy this yeah so once again i completely agree with you that's just my I, I think are you, are, you, are you just disagreeing with my cynical take that the reason that they make Battlefront and shy away from adventure games oh, completely or No, I get no you're you're right that that's their thinking. But I I disagree that it is the most marketable way because I think that the it would be very marketable to do this kind of game. Like I people are people, so into this right now. People would love that too, but then there's yeah. the thing of like once you buy Battlefront then there's the extra 120 bucks you can sink into it. That's yeah, but you could do that. You, you could do skins and you could do bonus like you levels and things like well, that. I remember like so. I remember especially like the the Arkham games had like extra levels characters. Totally, like you so could swap you in can... like vehicle skins and stuff. Like you could do that with this kind of game. I think Horizon is a step in the right direction. Have you guys played that yet? I haven't played that no. yet. It looks it's super really good. good. It's it's got a little bit of a puzzle system to it, and it's still open wor- world and action. Breath of the Wild and... has kind of ruined that kind of game. Yeah, for me. it's so like perfect. Because if if Breath of the Wild hadn't came out right before Horizon, Horizon would have been yeah, that's a big true. Because it's really good, but it seems blasphemous to say, but I will be so bummed out if like the next Star Wars game is just a big open world Star Wars game. Like that would be a huge bummer for me. I want it to be more of like have a storyline that is linear, have levels that I yes have a point A to point B, but have like branching paths and secrets. Like that's a cool thing about this game. Do- the only thing that wouldn't bother me is that we've never had an open world Star Wars game. KOTOR uh, is pretty like open world. It's in it's, the very like Bethesda like kind of clunkiness. There's of it, an open world to go on different rails, pretty much. There's like yeah, you that's can't, true. You, that's can't true. you can't you can't you can't go anywhere you want to go. You know, or even point. even on the planets you want to go to, there's like 
five different sections of this planet that you can visit and that's it. Oh, but yeah, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I, for me, and we're just going to be talking about video games a lot. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, the last of us, when did that come out? Like 2013, somewhere around it. Yeah, that sounds right. I like that was the most refreshing video game experience I've ever had because I had been playing so many open world games where you could make any choice you want and you can go in so many different directions. And even as much as I love the Mass Effect games, I had just gotten done playing Mass Effect uh, 3 when The Last of Us came out because I was a little far, I was a little bit behind. And it, there's just so many choices and so many things you can do. And The Last of Us was so refreshing because there was one story. Yes. I didn't get to make a single choice throughout the whole game, and it was just a completely super tight story that was emotional, and I laughed, and I cried, and I did all those things. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that, but but no, it, was just, I, it was such a tight oh, story. Oh, I actually like, no, cried. No, that, like I sobbed a, at one point in yeah, that game. No, that's such a sad game yeah. in some parts, but one it was just so refreshing it. to play because it was just like... they. It's a, they, it's a good game. Yeah, they yeah. had a really good story to tell me, and they told it, and I enjoyed it. There's so much potential for just Linear storytelling. I'll tell you what game. Stuff like The Last of Us or the, all all of the Naughty Dog games are very much the kind of game that I want a Star Wars game to be. And it's funny because you can see this sort of thing laying the ground for those sorts of yeah games because it kicks off with the Battle of Hoth. We have to talk about that. We do. Need, we sh- let's actually talk about the game. We have to talk about this game. We talked about the whatever. Jimmy Macro view of the <laughs> game. <laughs> I hate that bit. This is the, it's terrible. But he's terrible, so it fits. <laughs> Battle of Hoth. Okay, so here's where I'm going to start talking about my favorite thing from Shadows of the Empire. Do it, bro. The Shadows Universe. Oh, yes. Jasmine has her hand up. Okay, hand up. How much does this relate to the book? 100%. It's the same hmm. It's the same story. story. It's a shot-for-shot shot remake. <laughs> 40 reasons why the video game Shadows of the Empire N64 is a complete rip-off of the book and the soundtrack. Yeah. So the soundtrack in this includes something from John Williams' original score, which is not audible in Empire Strikes Back, I believe. But it is something that he recorded. It's it's really. I'll drop it Riley in. Riley slams the cartridge no. on the yeah, podcast it's, table. It's going to show up in the mic. Look, I've got an issue where I have to like play with things. Pardon? I need to... I need to be doing things with my hands while I'm talking. Yeah. We need uh, to get you like one of those like hand exercises you can squeeze all the time when you're doing the podcast. I, I really need something like yeah, that. I'm about to go find ball. that missile that I was playing with last time. Um, so no. there's, there's, I'll put a little audio cue in here, but there's this awesome little piano riff that happens during the Battle of Hoth. to try and sing it because you just because you've just heard don't it. Don't try. Just do it. Just imagine <laughs> clocks by Coldplay that opening riff. Yeah, it's exactly it's the same. It's exactly yeah. like that. It's literally like it's a shot for shot remake. Have you read 40 yeah. Reasons Why Clocks is a rip off of that riff from Shadows of the Empire? <laughs> anyway, it's really good. So that's what, what I want to talk about. Also, the Battle of Hoth was huge inspiration for the Rogue Squadron games. Yeah, this was really like this was a huge inspiration for the trajectory of Star Wars games in general. Yeah. Because basically every single one of them after this has a ship battle segment. But what was so influential about it was just how accurate 
It was, and it holds up. A lot it's of this so game, much fun. a lot of this game does not hold up. This holds up pretty perfectly. Yeah, it's fun. Like it still looks very much like the Battle of Hoth. The music is great. You actually, you know, you have the tow cables that you have to accurately mm -hmm. wrap around the legs of the AT-ATs. It's so cool. And if you go into first person mode, the level of detail that they put into the ships is yeah, the like cockpit. astounding. All of like the readouts on the screen for an N64 game are, I was like very impressed. Like the the way that it shows your little tow cable and all these things. It has is it your, in like, English or is it in Orabesh? I think it's an Arabesh. Cool. And it has like your little enemy radar. Like, on this, like it's yeah. very detailed mm -hmm. and impressive. Yeah. So Battle of Hoth is, is sweet. So you guys have never played this, huh? Mm -mm. No? Nope. This is the one to play right here. It's a very good game. Um, Great. What's cool. So you, like you then are in like the interior of the like. This, this thing is crazy. It's an interquel between Empire and Jedi which I believe is the first. I believe that's one of the big deals with this game, is that previous to this, there had been no media that explored this time period mm -hmm. um, in Star Wars media. Do any of you guys remember this story at all? Because I was going to kind of go into it, but I don't want to keep talking so much. Story? The story of the actual game, like the oh, actual no, plot of the game. I don't. Oh, the story of the game. Yeah, the plot of yeah. the game. Yeah. I thought you meant like behind the scenes story of the game. Um, no. Although there was like an entire behind the scenes book written that I kind of really? want to pick up now. <laughs> That's interesting. This was like a very no. Big I deal. I do remember. I do remember the plot of the game. Yeah, sort of. I don't remember. Did, did we talk about? It was so long ago. The multimedia push for this was really like the intention behind it. We we, we did touch on it briefly, but it was to put all of the marketing money and time and advertisement level that they would put into a film but without the film. So there like, were toys, which we have, yeah. and all of these this various media for this weird, weird story that is just fan fiction. And to me, like, to base this huge Star Wars property around this protagonist is so strange because Dash Rendar... <laughs> is the worst. Is the worst. I don't remember... Like, there's not a single interesting thing about him. As I've a heard character. him described as 90s Han more than once. Oh, yes. That's He's the he extreme is. Han. Like, yeah. That's Han Solo make him extreme. With an X and a yeah. hyphen. He's Zack Snyder Han Solo, yes. right? Like, he's just like... he His concept art is is like the original Han Solo drawing, I think, that... Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, oh, no, I'm having a brain fart. Ralph, Ralph McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie. Did. The one that kind of looks like George Lucas. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> kind of what he looks like. He has a ship that is literally just a Millennium Falcon. It's another it's changed a little Corellian, bit. whatever you would call it. Uh, it's a YT, YT model freighter. It's a YT twenty four hundred instead of a thirteen hundred. Cool. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna look up the name of his ship, and I I lost my Wikipedia entry that I had. <laughs> Nerd alert. Yeah, it's strange. It starts off in the Battle of Hoth, and he's just this mercenary that gets called down and roped into the Battle of Hoth to like come help out. He knows Han Solo. Yeah, they have bros. like a, a kind of friendly rivalry between the two of them. I think they like raced each other and stuff. On Ord Mantell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it actually is very similar to the setup for the Ord Mantell book that I read. Which also, Dengar was part of the racing circuit. My favorite bounty hunter, Dengar. Dengar. Yep. Well, anyway. You also get IGN.com. Really one of the bounty hunters in this game. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't. Okay, the plot is basically, because it's between Empire and Jedi, the brief thing is that they're trying to get Han Solo's body, which is still on Boba Fett's ship. So first they're tracking down Boba Fett. Boba Fett gets roped into some thing. They have to 
beat a guy to get the thing. But obviously, they don't make it because, you know, Han Solo gets the Jabba's Palace. So you're, like, chasing Boba Fett for a while. But in the background, there's this nefarious villain like Is it Shizor? Shizor. Shizor. It's Shizor. It looks like Zixor, but. It looks like Scissor. Yeah. It's X I Z O R or something. Yeah. Yeah. Shizor. Interesting. So he is the head of the lizard person. He's a Philene's basement. He's that. And he also is the head of the Black. Son, crime syndicate, and he is trying to supplant Darth Vader. He's trying to convince the Emperor that he is more effective mm-hmm. than Darth Vader. So he is trying to hunt down and kill Luke Skywalker. They have throughout all the EU because there's this there's a Boba Fett series where Prince Shizor, a book series that he's into. He has a very interesting rivalry with Darth Vader. They hate each other. This Shizor yeah. invader. It's kind of cool. I, I kind of like that angle. He's like, yeah, Vader is a total. We go. I am a total cool bro, and I can get Han Solo. I don't know Should why he talks rhymes. A, a like new that, game but... segment like Cool Bro or Wico. <laughs> yeah, it's Cool Bro or Wico. Yeah, I'm gonna say that she's or. I mean, he's Wico in the fact that he's a villain. I'm giving him a cool bro though. He's cool bro. He's, a cool he's bro. kind of a cool character. So, the game though is so clunky. It's the so controls funny. are just the worst. Beyond the beyond the very first level on Hoth, the controls just are yeah. the worst. It's, was it of its time, or was it bad even then? It was bad even then. I looked it's up bad, some reviews, yeah. and it, it, in the tradition of Star Wars media in the late 90s getting middling reviews, <laughs> this got middling reviews. <laughs> now, it's, it's, like, it's so different from the type of game, like, I think... Super Mario 64 still holds up the controls. In oh, absolutely, game. yeah. And it's this is not a platformer, but there are jumping sections. Oh, there's huge platforming elements and in this it's, game. It's just awful. You forget, because obviously this would have been in development at the same time, yeah. and also this is a pre-Ocarina of Time 3D action game, so there's no targeting system. Oh, yeah, it's awful. So it's like you can only ever move like forward and backward. Every time you turn, the entire... Camera turns with you, so it's like you have a he has like a GoPro camera <laughs> yeah. attached to a stick on the back of his neck or something, right? The and only way to like aim up and down is to stop moving. To stop moving, aim yeah. up and down. So there's an auto aim, which is actually pretty decent it's and handy. If you've grown up playing these kinds of games, you can wrap your brain around it because yeah. you're used to having to wrangle these kinds of controls. So I got through the entire game. I mean, it's very fun. It's difficult in some sections, just, and, and it's only it difficult totally because the controls are terrible. It's terrible, yeah. It's difficult because you'll shoot at a guy, and it'll just won't. It'll go the complete opposite direction. <laughs> you have to align yourself by awkwardly like dancing from side to side. Like he can't just <laughs> move around. He has to like shift like back and forth. But it's his, crazy. His body Jake is dancing. Oh, I'm doing the dash. I'm home. doing the dash rendar. His yeah. body yeah. stays facing forward, and just his legs turn, and he runs yes, sideways. It's insane. It's the weirdest his lower animation. torso turns, but his upper yeah. torso does not. It looks bananas. Um, but yeah, this game is really fun, and like the the variety in the level design is, is pretty impressive, because it starts off with Battle of Hoth. There's these kind of shooty platformy segments which are they are what they are and then there is segments where your droid who i can't remember his name will like be flying the falcon and you're in the gun the gunner seat shooting ships around the air kind of like on rails shooting segments there's also basically the train level from uncharted 2 mm-hmm. but it is in this game so bad. it is very bad <laughs> um 
But it's kind of cool. It reminded me a lot of. But it's okay level. when you get to the end of the train level, you get to fight IG88, the best fight in the game. Oh <laughs> no, it is not. That fight is ridiculous because because the controls are so insane. IG88 can kill you in like five seconds. Like if he shoots you like three times, you're just you're dead. So you're just running around, and you look insane while you're doing it because this character animation is just bonkers and his legs and torso are moving at different intervals and you're just running around and bouncing and dancing and just taking little pot shots at him until he's dead it's not very fun this game the boba fett fight's pretty cool though yeah this game falls into the trap that lots of star wars media did back then where you have to um you have to run into every character you know from Star Wars. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. Like at different points, you run into IG-88, you run into Boba Fett, you meet up with Luke for a little bit while yes. he's building his lightsaber at Obi-Wan's hut. Yeah, I was, I was going to talk about that next. Yeah. yeah, like it's the most kind of fanboyish this is a EU fan fiction thing <laughs> yeah. is like you're on Tatooine and you're just doing... Star Warsy like mission stuff, and you overhear these alien dudes on their like space bikes. They're like, "Hey man, let's go kill Luke Skywalker <laughs> at his house. He's at Old Ben's hut. Yeah, training with his lightsaber, improving his lightsaber skills is how it's put. Building his new one too, because yeah. this is after he's lost the blue one, so he's building the green one. In right? This. They don't even say that though. They just no. say he's training his lightsaber skills. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Like inside the hut? Why specifically <laughs> inside that hut does he need to be like? What <laughs> does he have like a shooting gallery downstairs or something that he has? I think I it's because know. Luke is actually dead, and <laughs> so he has to stay near Ben's hut. Where the Speaking from strong. a Jimmy Macro point of view, it, uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting how a like point of view. even back then, what drew people to Star Wars was the the size of the universe, but when everyone got their chance to play in that universe, they stuck to what they knew. <laughs> I know. It's like so obviously this entire level is you are riding through guys, you know, we've heard about but never seen Beggars Canyon. Mm-hmm. Shooting Womp Rats. Not really. There are no Womp Rats, but you do go through Disappointingly Canyon. No. And that is the most unacceptable level of video game design I've ever seen. And it's I like bad. wrote for a video game site where I my job was basically to review the worst downloadable games humanly available for like Wii and stuff. So I played a lot of broken games. This is pretty bad. It's a very bad game. It's borderline unplayable. Yeah. It's not even clear like you just I thought it was a race, but it's not a race. You have to like no, get them to, to crash. kill everybody and yeah. you have to like get them to like crash into the wall. Every if you two crash, seconds, if you even touch the wall, you like come to a complete stop. Oh, if you hit like, it's because this is like it's a vehicle segment. You're riding on a speeder bike through this very very narrow. First of all, like you're riding through most isolated narrow alleyways and things, and then you're riding through the desert, which isn't narrow, but they have to make it narrow because it's an N64 game. And then you're riding through this very narrow canyon, and if you hit like a pebble on the ground, your ship comes to a complete stop. It's completely unplayable i don't know how i beat it somehow i don't know how it's just like magic it is literally magic but it's funny like i was i made a mistake i rewatched like the story cutscenes before we did this to just kind of refresh my memory on youtube and i looked at the youtube comments and to get into our little segment the complaint complaint that we like to oh do boy. sometimes <laughs> hey while you're editing this impossible episode make some music for the complaint complaint too okay 
Tired. There it is. There it is. Needs that forever. Put some drums in there. Totally acceptable song. There, just smash them together. I will. Smash mouth them together. Hey now. You're a Bobson. I shall resist. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. This game is. Game is oh the YouTube comments like oh, they're right. like ugh, is it ridiculous that the the new canon we lost all these great characters like Dash Rendar <laughs> and Kyle Katarn in Starkiller? And I'm like I do miss Kyle Katarn, but yes, yeah. the yeah. Dash, the Dash is more yeah. of a character. He hasn't he has a personality. Dash, Dash Rendar does, does not. not. He does not. He's just like cool, but he's not funny. Like Han Solo has quips, and you see him do cool things. I just I don't know. Yeah, the whole game he just feels like. The, the episode of Community where Jack Black tries to like befriend the group, but they already <laughs> yeah. have an established dynamic, so it's like, why are you here? You don't really want him. Yeah, it's, he is coming into the established friend group and being like, "Hey, I'm a guy too now," <laughs> and I'm just the whole time like, "You're not a part of the three. You are not on the level of Luke, Leia, and Han." And the game keeps trying to be their best friend, and they're yeah. just like all hanging out. It's just not very convincing. I don't know. Anything left to say on this game? Absolutely mm. not. It sucks. The soundtrack really. is really good. I can't play all the soundtrack, but you should definitely buy it. The soundtrack is like it's really good. It's so mm. good. What's the name of the guy? Who wrote, who did it? Joey Joel McNeely. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Joe McNeely. Did he directed Championship Leader. There's, there's one. There's one song that I think belongs in a Batman cartoon, like the old Batman cartoon. Oh. It would be the perfect theme for sure. Joker. I'll play a little bit of that because it's so good. I think it is the first. This is what I wanted to talk about. Oh, when, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it was a big deal when Michael Giacchino, uh, right? Yeah, Michael yeah. Giacchino. I'm just, I, I always forget how to pronounce his That's last it. That's it, yeah. Giacchino. He, when he was, you know, doing Rogue One, we'd only had John Williams do Star Wars movies. <laughs> so it was a big deal when there was someone doing Star Wars music. However, this came out in the, in the, early mid 90s and it's a really good soundtrack there are there are lots of callbacks to john williams original score but there's just so much in it that is new and sounds very williams-esque and it's very it's good excellent it's like it's as good as the rogue one soundtrack maybe yeah, a little better I really it's like, like it I, it's as you could drop it into episode eight for all i can you could there are sections that even sound like like they belong in an Indiana Jones movie, which Isaac will love. I'm going to play that section right now because it's so good. Yeah, like the soundtrack is great. The unfortunate thing, like on the N64 game, 
Is it because of, like the compressed nature of like, yeah, the you cartridges? Get, yeah. You're not getting a lot of tracks, and the sound quality is not very good. But just go on YouTube and just search "Shadows of the Empire" original soundtrack and listen to it as you go about your day, as you're reading a Star Wars book, as you're listening after to you've our listened podcast. to our podcast. No, <laughs> no, we are just not on the same page. We're done. Do we have this anything is... else to say about Shadows of the Empire? No. Anybody? Rate and review, and I'll send you a dash. This is Isaac's. Figure. Oh, okay. This is Isaac's. Is that true? Will you send him a? Yeah, you know figure? what, guys? I, I mean, this is probably the worst episode that anyone's ever recorded of any audio in the history of it's mankind. It's really bad. We said I that last time. I just, but I mean it this time. We really mean it. Like, it's hard to imagine how this is going to be cobbled together. But like, it's know. crazy <laughs> when you're listening to this right now. That means Riley will have edited it together somehow. Somewhere. I don't want to listen to it again to edit it. <laughs> But, I kind of don't either. But I'm going to. Okay, here's what we'll say. Guys, we don't know how many people listen to this show. I have a challenge. I don't. We shouldn't do this because it's people more aren't going to do it, and it'll just discourage us. But if you listen to our show, take two seconds out of your day. Send us an email to grandmoffdoggin at gmail.com and just say, I listened to the show, and that's it. I don't no, care. I, I almost sent an email the other day, and Aww. I thought, you Jazz, know what? I feel like it's a lot of listeners. You know what? It was too much work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the issue. Jasmine did write a review on iTunes. I though. did. Oh, thank you. It was you. before we started reading reviews, though. Oh, that's... and I told you to bring me on the show, and you did it. So hey, hey, ask we are. them to bring you on the you show. You will They'll hear do more it. from Jasmine, hey. by the way, in a later episode. This we month. Did, yeah, we didn't bring her just to sit here and listen to us talk. No, we she brought does her talk more. We, later. I don't talk good. I know talk good. <laughs> we fits we brought right her in. See guys, <laughs> in the Force Unleashed, which she will talk about when we get to that episode um, in like four weeks. Yeah, in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, next. Week, I think we'll be getting two uh, Inferno Squad. Is that what not a doing? game? <laughs> sure, <laughs> but it's nope. a book <laughs> which I read. I consumed, so I'll have things to say. Isaac will than... talk that episode. Um, rate and subscribe. It really does. Like, even if you have to like, log into your computer and stuff, like if it's not too much trouble, do that. But the main thing is tell your friends about us because that's the only way that word will spread about our show. If you don't have any friends, just like take someone's <coughs> phone, go in there, subscribe. To our podcast on their phone, and then just like hand it back to him, be like, "Oh, did you drop this?" That's but tell him that you did it too. Sneaky. Hand it back to him, like, "Hey, did you drop this?" By the way, I subscribed to Grandma Talk. <laughs> no, 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 don't tell him that because I want them to keep be subscribed. <laughs> keep be good subscribed. call. Keep. I I also talk good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's the episode. All right. This has just been, oh yeah, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at GrandmaFTalkin. At in- on Instagram at GrandmaFTalkin. Yeah, on Instagram at GrandmaFTalkin. I don't think you need the at there. At IREC. At IREC.com. At Jacob Price. At Jacob Price. At Riles Bowman. Jasmine, don't you want to follow share? me. Don't follow, <laughs> don't follow Jasmine on Twitter. She has one, but she doesn't use it. Um, so I guess that's it. This has been not very well curated. It, super it long form. Less curated than this. This is long form. Why do I have to be on this Rambling. Episode? I know. It's oh, <laughs> what we're asking to. Discussion. Bring it back for, the, for me personally. Internationally <laughs> beloved <laughs> Star Wars saga. News gun rain. Tailored to <laughs> tailored to absolutely nobody. Uh, brought to you by our stupid voices <laughs> of Riley, Jake, yeah. and Isaac, Whoa. Jasmine a little bit <laughs> over there laughing. Uh, goodbye. I'm just Bye. depressed after this episode. Bye. I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That oh, was boy. Really bad. As it's fading out, I want people to realize that we really know that one was bad. It really <laughs> was. I think it'll probably end up being I hate that you have to do much editing on this episode. I know. There's so much. Ed- this one's going to take a while. Yeah. Start tonight. <sighs> oh, boy. Is okay. there an ultimate point to this discussion, by the way?
We're is just there ever a point to any of our discussions? What are you talking about? After I finished, like, the next Young Jedi Knights mm-hmm. book. book. Book? The book. The book. He read the book. The book. I love the book. My book. If I win, I'm with my book. You signed signed effects? Artist? <laughs> a theme of our show is that all of us slur our speech and do. He's doing the sign effects. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe if I just kept talking, it would, it would stop happening. It didn't. But it didn't. Never assume that sort of thing with me. Hi, it's Jake. You may know me from such podcasts as Grand Moff Talkin'. And I just wanted to say uh, to Colin Trevorrow, a director of movies that have existed in some form and who literally nobody was excited about him directing Episode Nine, and literally nobody is upset that he is no longer directing it. Truly, I've never seen the Star Wars community more unified on a thing. So, thank you for, according to reports, being a massive jerk who refused to kind of concede any creative ground, despite having proven to be an incredibly uncreative and sort of regressive filmmaker. So, um... Thank you for being a jerk, and goodbye. Hey, uh, just calling in. This is, uh, everyone's good friend, 41 Vex. I am the medical droid that attends to people's medical needs, and I just called in to say that I'm disappointed to see that Mr. Colin Trevorrow has been removed from directorial duty of Star Wars Episode Nine, yet to be titled, and you were planning on, uh, holding the camera, in front of actors and then taking that camera and then take it to a, a studio and you were gonna take the film out of the camera and then put it inside of the computer and then you were gonna edit down the film and then you were gonna have someone put ADR over it and then do a score over it and then you were gonna uh, release it to the public and they were gonna consume said product and give you positive or negative reviews. And I just gotta say that I'm really disappointed that we'll never get to see your vision come to fruition. And, uh, what? I'm 41 back. <laughs> hey, it's me, Kathleen Kennedy, the one who fired you. Just to clarify, I fired you because you were doing a bad job. And the thing is, we want the movies to be good. This script was bad, and it kept being bad despite giving you more chances to make it less bad. And then we brought in a new writer, and it was still bad. Because, like you, you were still there. And also you, as a person, personally, were just kind of unpleasant and you you know bad <laughs> so goodbye sorry you you continually failed at doing the job we hired you to do hey colin this is uh dave filoni uh returning your call uh 
we really do appreciate just your interest in signing on for uh, Rebels Season 4 as a writer. Uh, unfortunately, our show, uh, which is a cartoon for children on the Disney Channel, uh, we try to strive to have strong female characters and writing that is strong and character-driven and sort of interesting uh, ideas and camera work. So uh, we also like to have coherent stories that are good. So I don't think it's going to be a good fit. But if you ever want to listen to me talk about the prequels for four hours, just have me just start a podcast and have me on and just sort of let me go. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'll be seeing you around. Oh, I, I won't be seeing you around the office, but um, goodbye. Hey, Colin, it's me, Zero the Hood from the cartoons. Uh, I just wanted to say goodbye because I'm sort of a ridiculous, cartoonish, over-the-top stereotype of a person. So I can only assume I would have had a prominent role in episode nine. So I'm sorry that we're not going to get to work together. And uh, goodbye. It sounds like grandma's talking. I heard that Riley wasn't going to be able to hit me in. So I had to run quickly over my phone and uh, uh, check up a uh, quick memoriam for... uh, Colin Trevorrow also I took some directing lessons from J.J. Abrams. I was going to be the lead in one of his action films, so he told me to breathe a lot harder. You can't see it, see it, but I'm sweating pretty hard right now. So basically, I just wanted to echo the sentiments of the everyone else on the show. Really, Colin Trevorrow, you're gone. If you want my opinions, uh, he um, was really copy and paste what everyone else has said. I think I have nothing really new to add. Just uh. I suppose I could uh, just interject some sort of word associate, association or really bad analogy into something else someone said during the show, so just imagine that I did that. Guys, i, I got to get back to what I'm doing. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you later, Colin. Hey, guys, it's uh, Lawrence Cast, and I, uh, I caught the end that your show already had a contributor with a voice very similar to mine at the beginning, so I'll just make this brief and to the point. Uh, I'll just remain in a state of perpetual mild annoyance, and the fact that Colin Trevorrow has been removed as the director of episode 9 doesn't really change anything for me personally. I wasn't involved in the writing process, so I think I'll just go back to writing another... uh, Maybe a Han Solo flick and Indiana Jones flick. It's, uh, if you look at my career, it's interesting how most of my good work comes from writing Han Solo. Take that as you will. So, thanks guys. Um, we'll see you later, Colin. Maybe if you run something past me that isn't completely misogynistic, uh, maybe we'll think about putting it on paper and then translating it to the big screen. Thanks guys. Hey, uh, Colin, it's your career uh, about five or ten years from now, and I was just calling you trying to sort of figure out what happened to us. We had a thing going for a while, and it just seemed like things fell away. Um, So give me a call and sort of let me know 
what happens whenever you get a chance. Bye. Hey guys, uh, Rick McCollum here. Uh, you may remember me from the uh, days of uh, Star Wars Special Edition in the Star Wars prequel trilogy as the executive producer. And I gotta say, it's Colin Trevorrow has been removed as director of Episode Nine, and I I gotta say, I'm just glad I, I wasn't the producer for him because. Can you imagine me just saying yes to literally every whim that he had on this? I mean, can you just see in your eyes of your mind the half-baked Kylo Ren redemption arc that would have taken place because he would have put it over my desk and would have been like, oh, Colin, that is just literally the best idea that you've ever had in the history of ever. I'm Rick McCollum. I'm your yes man. So, yeah, guys, I, uh... Man, I, mean, I don't even know what I'm doing these days. I'll have to look at my own Wikipedia article to see what my job even is now after Revenge of the Sith. I really fell off the face of the map. So, uh, guys, uh, keep listening to Grandma talking. These guys are doing such a great job. I uh, think you should really give them a chance. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Where's my counsel? Hello, Grandma talking. My name is Scott Stapp. I just called in to say that I just heard the news today. It seems that nine is gonna change. We need a guy or we need a gal to take the reins. Earl Star won't fail the chairs now open. Colin was fired. What probably did him in was the book of Henry. The chairs now open. Hey guys, uh, please come to my creep reunion. Come with me as I, my voice slowly changes into a man from a saloon in a western movie. Uh, this is Scott Stapp. Uh, Bud Rock Field correspondent for Grandma talking. Goodbye. Colin, it's me, your camera. Thank you so much for uh, always just being incredibly gentle with me and never forcing me to do anything that involved a lot of artful movement or intent or purpose. Just kind of always sitting me down uh, right in front of the obvious place where the action would be taking place and allowing poorly written dialogue to play out in a sterile way. Um, I have FMLA. I'm not really supposed to move that much. So the way that you treated me, your camera, was always very appreciated. Thank you for not forcing me to ever really move outside my comfort zone or really move at all except when you wanted to gratuitously, for no reason, follow a ridiculously violent death of a female character in Jurassic World who had nothing to do with the plot, I thought it was really appropriate that you killed that character in a more artful and uh, elaborate way than the villain of the film. So thanks for really taking the time to violently murder a woman needlessly in a movie. That's probably the highlight of my career. And thank you for excusing my accent for continually changing as I talk. Goodbye, Colin. Hey, uh, it's the Tyrannosaurus Rex from 
from Jurassic World. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call in on the firing of Colin Trevorrow from Star Wars Episode Nine. It's a surreal shame that happened. I had so much fun working with him on set. I I've been out of work for a very long time, and Colin's like, hey, you want to come back to the uh, to the old silver screen for uh, purely nostalgic purposes? We're gonna just kind of pigeonhole you in there to. Uh, drive the plot along and to provide the uh, emotional climax. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah. And then I called up my old friend, Mr. Wampa from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, hey, I bet Colin would use you to uh, end up being the hero at the end of the day of episode nine. People definitely wouldn't see that coming. And they'd be all like, rah, rah. And then the Wampa told me that... Uh, He'd be chasing Ray, but Ray'd been wearing high heels through the uh, the hot uh, snow desert, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I'm down with that." That seems a little uh, little uh, tropey from a, a, a day I thought we uh, progressed beyond. So, I uh, in in retrospect, I think I'm kind of glad to see the new direction this movie's gonna take. So, uh, I'll I'll see you all later. I'll just be over here chewing on a goat like I did in Jurassic Park. Remember that movie, guys? <laughs> All right, well, this segment has gone on for a very long time. Long enough, I think. Um, well, thanks for bearing with us through it. Um, as you can tell, we're all very broken up about Trevorrow. I never gave my thoughts. Okay, look. Uh, I'm sure he can be a very nice man, although everything that has come out after his firing has been that he is not a nice man very much. So am I feeling vindicated for so long saying that I did not want Trevorrow and that I wanted him off the movies and that I just don't like him or his movies. Yeah, I feel a little bit vindicated. I wasn't alone in saying that, though. A lot of people had the same thoughts. So I'm very glad Trevorrow's gone. Um, I think anyone they get will be a an improvement over what he was going to do. Um, you, you know, it's... <laughs> I don't want to be too mean. Dude just lost his job. Not that I really care that much or that he's ever going to listen. But uh, it, it's it's a shame, I guess, that he was hired in the first place. And I don't mean that as a dig. Um, I, they should have gotten someone who they had more faith in and who would have gone with the vision that they wanted. Um, anyway, I'm very glad that we're going to get someone else on this movie because it's going to be the the grand finale and i think it has the potential to be the greatest star wars movie so here's hoping for that from everyone here at grand moff talking by everyone i mean it's just me in a room at 12:45 a.m. oh my gosh i need to go to bed goodbye